This is Tiger Cats post game on the Tiger Cats Audio Network. Yet another heartbreaker. Boy, that one hurt. That one hurt. Montreal 29, Hamilton 28 in a fourth quarter. One to remember. Lots to dissect. What went wrong? What went right? Lots to discuss. Bubba O'Neill along with Mike Daly. Uh, let's take you through what we're going to do. We'll talk to Coach O as brought to you by Access Storage, a player from the locker room. We'll present to you our performer of the game as presented by Hercules Tire, right on our strength. And then we'll round table it up with the boys. We'll all get together here and discuss what on earth happened. And La Belle Provence in the final seconds of this contest. Unbelievable. Mike, I don't know. Uh, we've had some really wild fourth quarters. This has been the theme in the Canadian Football League all season long with these final last second twists and turns and results. But boy, when you're on the losing end of them, I don't know how the Tiger Cats walk off the field this one. How do you, I mean, you've been there. What does this feel like? Oh, it's, this is heartbreaking because when you look back at the story of this game, that first half was so good. They were dissecting the defense. They were they were driving the ball. The defense was playing really well. And then you just kind of move over to the second half and you know have a pretty good third quarter. But And I know we continue to talk about it, Bubs, but I mean, that fourth quarter was just, it was a disaster of a drive after a disaster of a drive. And I mean, to to get the life back with the Seth Small kick, right, to go up and then just give up two easy completions that really put them into field goal range. And I, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm almost speechless the way this keeps happening with the Titans. Well, in that situation in the final drive there that led to the Cote 48-yard field goal, we saw a bit of both the different types of thoughts. Uh, we did see more of a prevent defense rushing for the big play also come on, comes on an all-out blitz package by the Alouettes and uh, a little run after the catch. And if, if there was a theme in this one, a little bit for the Ticat defense that we could point to, missed tackles were just critical in this contest. Yeah, you look at two really key drives, and they were all based off missed tackles. The one drive early on, I believe, in the second quarter or the third quarter where it ended with that screen touchdown, right? There was a missed tackle pinning them deep in their own end to get them out. And then the very next play was a screen touchdown. And then you move to the fourth quarter and with the all-out blitz, I, I like the call because the sitting back wasn't working very well. You all-out blitz, but then you just got to make the tackle right there. It forces them to get another first down, waste another 10 seconds. But with that missed tackle, puts them immediately into field goal range. You see, they just run the ball and kill the time and then have a makeable kick at the end of the game. Let's go back a possession prior to that in the sense that set up the Sesmall 51-yard career-long field goal to give the Tiger Cats a 28-26 advantage. We did see, well, I would say a very attack-oriented offense all game long from the Tiger Cats, a lot of it successful. But in that final drive, in the last two plays that led to the third down kick, we saw a screen pass, actually a run on first down, and a screen pass, which kind of wasn't what the Ticats were doing all game, or at least what they were successful with, where you're not surprised to see Schiltz go downfield with the ball, or at least a play that would get the ball into better field goal position, at least for Seth Small. Yeah, and I think that was kind of the idea uh, that Coach O and, and Tommy had was, you know, I feel they, 
they felt comfortable that they were in field goal range with Seth right then and just kind of wanted to make sure that they don't put the ball in harm's way with turnover. So hence the simple run and then maybe a bubble pass that we saw Tim White make a guy miss and end up getting some yards. But I think that was a ball security thing. Um, yeah, 51-yard kick is, is pretty long and to be confident about. But like Andy said, he had 51-plus yards. He, he, he put that right down the middle. So I think that was just a conservative keep the ball safe in those last two plays. Let's go four wide with the round table. RJ Broadhead and Andy Fantus join us. Andy, we just talked about this with Mike and me. You and I, we've been in all of, all of us here with these broadcasts for these heartbreaking losses and I don't know, I mean, you're out in the road, tough situation, hostile crowd, you've done everything. You kick a 51-yard field goal to take the lead and someone you've, in some way you've had the victory snatched away from you. This is, this is a killer. Well, I think Mike hit it on the head with uh, uncharacteristic missed tackles in the open field by the Ticat defense led to the biggest plays of the game for Montreal. And as a, you know, as an offensive player, talking about that last drive, you always, I, I would love to see them get that first down and drain out the clock and then kick with no time left and really control the game and not, you know, this this has come back to haunt them so many times this season and almost haunt them other times where teams have come down and and almost hit the field goal to tie or win. So, uh, you know, the 42 seconds is never is is a ton of time and never never amount of time to feel confident about in the CFL. RJ, I think what really I mean is another punch in the gut is that I mean you had some uh, you had some injuries to the offensive line to your top uh, returner, um, and you've kind of went over it. You got through these injuries. You fought through some of the negative plays and the coming backs of Montreal everything went your way and yet you're going home on the train thinking what happened yeah it's it's funny when you look back at a football game and decisions you can always second guess and the early on from the montreal seven tiger cats went for it they didn't get it could have kicked a three there as it turned out one point football game that may have been a big difference seth small had been on such a streak an uncharacteristic miss from him like there were points Left on the table, you're right, Bubba. The injuries just keep piling up. Uh, Colter Woodmansey, that's tough to come in at center. And uh, an errant snap, that really pushed the Tiger Cats back at one point. So there, there's so many things you can second guess. And uh, yeah, a couple, Andy, a couple of, uh, of snaps. But that's a tough spot for Woodmansey to come in. But um, as it turned out, you, you think back, man, if they had a kick that field goal from the Montreal 7, Maybe it would have been different. I like the call. I, I think Coach O made the right call there, trying for the touchdown, get as many points as you can. It was early in the game, but when there's a, a one-point loss, you, you look at what could have been. And, RJ, we're going to also go back and look at that third and one, right? Yeah. Because when you you know decide to go for it on the third and, uh, third and seven there and then also get back into that same area and go for the third and, and decide to kick a field goal on that third and one, I mean, you know, the CFL, you see these third and ones converted all the time, and Newman's been doing a great job at converting them. Yep. There's, you're always looking for points, right? Right now in this game, you're looking for one point, and, and maybe that's it. Well, folks, we have exclusive access to the coaching room. Time to check in with Coach O as presented by Access Storage. Coach, again, we've talked to you with some of these tough losses, and I don't know, how do you assess this one? How do you feel about this one at the end? Terrible. 
What what happened out there in the end in terms of the, the defense trying to control Trevor Harris on that final drive? Was it a breakdown situation, or did Montreal just make the right plays? Well, we got to when we pressure, we got to find a way to wrap them up and make them, you know, make them try to get. You know, they just got in field goal range too quick. That's that's what it was. I mean, they made a couple of plays, and uh, that's that's it. Yeah, well, tough one. It's, it's I feel for you guys out there, but can can you just talk a little bit about Matthew Schiltz? And you know, I thought he he was doing an awesome job, especially early on. You know, just just a little positive stuff about Matthew Schiltz and what he showed out there. A little different characteristic of, of breaking down the offense and, and getting the ball out. Yeah, I think uh, you know he battled. You know, he's just a, a tough competitor, and you know he stood in there and made some throws. Um, you know, a couple of them, you know, we got to find a way to make those plays for him, um, you know, late in the game. But, you know, there's going to be a few throws that he'd want back, but I thought he had control. He, he seemed comfortable. I thought the O-line did a decent job. They threw a bunch of looks at us, and uh, I didn't feel like it was too big for him. Coach, uh, Lawrence Woods went down late in the game there. Um, one of the least productive games the return, the t- return teams have had. Yeah, how's he doing and, and uh, is there any any uh, insight on on the injury right now yeah we wouldn't we wouldn't disclose that but he's uh he wasn't able to finish the game he's a tough customer they did a great job on their their cover teams but i thought he did a great job of uh, taking care of the ball and making good decisions back there hey oh it's it's rj just wondering in a game like this and maybe it's it's too fresh to to be able to answer this but are there is there a play or, or two where could have made a difference? Yeah, well, just there's, of course, like there's all kind of plays throughout the game that, uh, that you know, could have could have helped this outcome. If we're talking about the plays late, I just, you know, we, we had some unfortunate snaps with a change at center um, late in the game. You know, I think we had a, a manageable ball that uh, on a second and really long, I thought we could have came down with. And, of course, just the defensive plays. At the end, um, just got to find a way to make those. And uh, you know, it's the CFL, and you got to play. You got to play every minute and every second. And uh, today or tonight was no different. Coach, the opening drive where you decided to go for it on uh, third down and goal was that just a, a, a wanting to be aggressive and to start the game? Yeah. Well, the football team was aware of what we were going to do, and. We uh, we made a, a commitment that we were going to try to score touchdowns. We were down there, and that's just uh, following through on what we talked about. Okay, so then, oh, with that third and one, when you um, you decide to take the points there, was that just kind of a get get points out the long third and one situation where you know the sneak might be a little more risky? I think it was closer to third and two. Yeah, uh, if it was third and one, we'd have went for it. All right, Coach, thank you so much. Again, a tough one. And the uh, province of Quebec, again, uh, I don't know how you get over these ones, but you have to move on. Toronto up next. These games are so, so important. We look forward to chatting with you a little bit later in the week. Have a safe uh, ride home. Great, thank you. Again, what do you say? Tough uh, tough one for the coach. I mean, he's got to be scratching his head, guys, at the sense of, like, you know, there's been... They haven't been blown out all season long. This is the crazy thing. Like, if this team is now, th- you know, three and seven, and you're saying to yourself, this is a bad football team if you're three and seven. 
And then you look at the scores, and you and Andy, you're, you're shaking your head, going, "What? What's going wrong with this team? It, it's unbelievable." And I mean, and you ought to give the credit to the other team as well too. Montreal went out there and executed when it was important. But on the Hamilton side of things, you've got to wonder: Is this bad luck? Well, it seems like everybody's taking turns. You know, taking turns, making the mistake, making the the error. Uh, and it, it's inches away, but football is a game of inches. And, and it, you know, you can you can look at a number of plays like you always can in this game um, that maybe you would make a different call. Maybe you would just, if you execute that one specific play, it's a completely different outcome. But uh, this one, to me, hurts a lot because of the undisciplined in Montreal almost trying to give the game away and still coming out on top. It, this is one that that really, really stings because of that. And Andy, it, it, it's wild to see that when you say about these mistakes happening, it's, you know, not just offense and defense or not just defense and special teams. It's really all three phases. Like, they, everybody's kind of taking their turns. And at some point, not everybody can take a turn. There's got to be at least, at least one phase, I think, that has to just play a really good game and limit those mistakes, right? But you look at the special teams with the no yards where they could add the fumble, right? The defense giving up a couple of those drives at the end with the missed tackles, and then the offense just not executing at the end. It's it's all three, which is frustrating. Let's go back down to the locker room and connect with our our player interview here. This exclusive post-game interview is presented by Access Storage. We're gonna to talk to Tim White. 11 receptions, 145 yards. A couple trips to the end zone, Tim. Uh, I know you love the personal stats. Who doesn't? But uh, I'm sure these victories uh, would have been, you know, you would have exchanged all those numbers for the win. Yes, 100%. Um, you know, there's no there's no victory, you know, with a losing effort. So, you know, we just want to get back to the drawing board and continue to fight. Yeah, Tim, I mean, awesome game out there you did everything you could you battled uh what when you look at this maybe just from the offensive perspective what do you guys need to be better at to be able to end up in the w column because it's margin of error is so small here right yes yeah, extremely small you know we gotta be we gotta be locked into the details can't have penalties can't turn the ball over and uh you know i feel like we we took a, a large step forward overall and i think that we can work off of that but uh, we just got to execute when when matters. You know, when the moment is big, we got to execute and find a way to win. Tim, you had to uh, fill in for Lawrence Woods late in the game there and, and kind of had a long lateral return. Then they threw a short pass to you. Then they threw another pass where you lost your shoe. And then they went through another pass to you. Were you, were you gassed on that, in that series right there? <laughs> I actually found a little bit of energy during that time. You know, uh, uh, found energy. You know, I felt pretty good and, you know, I just wanted to try to get the win. You know, that was motivating me out there. Tim, it, it's RJ here. Uh, you seem to really have a, a chemistry going with Matt Schultz. Uh, you were targeted a lot. You caught a lot of passes. Just talk about that chemistry. Yeah, you know, I just think at the end of the day we want to win, you know, and he just knows, you know, that I want to win really bad. And I could see it in his face. I could see it in his effort, you know, and. Uh, obviously, we have really good chemistry right now. We just look to build off of that and get wins off of it and just move forward with it. Tim, Tim, last one here. I mean, again, this team's now 3-7, and seven, and these seven losses, um, I mean, I, I, you could do the, the amount of points uh, that you've lost by, and it's just that slim margin, as we said. And, and 
how does this feel? Uh, these, you guys are so close. You haven't been blown out all season long. How do you get back to work tomorrow? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you got to show back up and you got to do it with confidence. You know, I think we got to continue to get harder as a team. You know, uh, in tough times like this, we got to continue to grow harder. Uh, we got to get better at executing. And I think we will. You know, I think the seven, seven losses, you know, you look at it and, you know, it hurts. And I think that should fuel us, you know, moving forward. And we still have an opportunity. So we can't count ourselves out based off of seven losses. We have to continue to march forward and, and embrace this opportunity. Tim, thanks so much for joining us. I know this is a tough one for you. I look forward to seeing you at practice and uh, have a safe uh, ride back home. Back to Hamilton. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. Tim White, 11 receptions, 14 targets, 147 yards longest, going 87. 13.2 a catch, two touchdowns, guys. Massive. Uh, if there's any, a massive game by Tim White, and I know that we've all been saying that, you know, a couple of uh, games ago that we maybe could see a little bit more out of Tim White. And um, from the positional standpoint, Andy, uh, good to see him break through. Maybe his confidence level rises, uh, and the trust also to throw him the ball is certainly there. Yeah, I saw him attacking the football a little more tonight and, and really wanting wanting having that desire to to make the play uh there was one play i know he wants back on that second and ten there where they were where coach will challenged the interference he would have loved to make the play on that one but uh, other than that he played a pretty solid game throughout talking about solid games our uh, performer of the game we're going to give it to the quarterback matthew schultz 27 out of 39 completing 69 percent of his passes 303 yards two touchdowns no mistakes guys um, he is our performer of the game as presented by hercules tire ride in our strength and uh, i know we had a tough one there because we thought timmy had a great game as well too but uh mike i thought i thought that day, uh, that um, matthew schultz showed a control in the huddle a control of the game um we talked about early that it wasn't so much of the matt schultz package stuff it was attack style football. Yeah, it was you know the the typical quarterback stuff that that you see of you know him dropping back and reading the defense and delivering it to the right receiver. And he was doing an awesome job standing in there, uh, delivering it to the proper guy, just taking what was there and and really having some big time throws to some of these guys. The touchdown where he threw to Tim White was was unbelievable because that's where he showed his athletic ability. You know, and Andy Andy called it Houdini-like, <laughs> and it really was. He just he ended up spinning out of there and delivered such a nice ball on the run. It's, it's really nice to see this step in Matthew Schilt's progression because, you know, it just kind of gives you a little bit more ease with Dane being out and, you know, the trajectory of this offense as Matthew Schilt stays in there. Yeah, I liked how I liked how they gave him the regular package, the same package Dane Evans would have had. Um, you don't want to be running Matt Schultz when he's your QB one the way you're running him when, when he's your QB two, and coming in to spell Dane Evans. Uh, you got to keep him healthy as well, and also you're looking for improvement throughout the season. So you got to give him the, all the plays so that when it comes crunch time in the playoffs, you can deliver all those throws. You can make all the plays uh, if he's the guy that that is you know behind center at that point in time schultz really wanted this one you you just knew against his former club so that will doubly hurt because he did perform really well seven losses now four of those have been by five points or less so you look back but 
then, then you can make an argument like the Ottawa game. Lewis Ward had a chance to win with a field goal at the end of the game. He missed that. That could have not gone the Tiger Cats' way, and David Cote hits in this game. But to be able to not put yourself in these situations, I, I like what Coach O said. You have to go for touchdowns, and <laughs> Tiger Cats have been criticized, not capitalizing in the red zone. So they get there and try to get as many points as they could. And, I mean, th there's a play that had they got a touchdown, we wouldn't be on this topic right now if they had been able to, to convert that. But now with a one-point loss, you look at points what, what could have been. Yeah, I liked I liked the offensive decisions. The one yeah. the one that kind of bothers me is not taking a safety there late in the game up by six uh, and, and kicking it. You know, what's the difference of being up by six or up by four at that point, really, uh, for possibly 30, 40 yards of field position? So that's one that I, that I have a question. And then, Mike, I want to ask you, I mean, 42 seconds left. or I guess there's a little bit left after the kickoff, but do you go into your prevent style or do you just keep playing the game? I mean, I hate seeing that. See, we see it time and time again where you think, oh, it's melt, melt the clock on defense. But in the CFL, I mean, a play takes seven, eight seconds. So you still got four or five plays. You only need 30 yards. I mean, don't you, don't you just play your regular defense and, and – uh, and you know that you've been playing all game long yeah and, and i think you do because the the thing is is the clock stops in the last three minutes when they get a free, it's it stops so really when you look at it it doesn't look like much time on the clock but it seems like forever right and i liked i liked what mark washington did so he gets into prevent right there was an opportunity to sack trevor harris on that first play Right, it just didn't. He ended up escaping, which was kind of the story of the game. When he would escape, there was big plays that happened, um, and he escaped, gets a first down, and then the switch up to all-out pressure. Like we said, he's just got to make that tackle right there. As soon as Geno Lewis catches that ball, they got to make that tackle, keep him right there, and force him to make another play. So, it's one of those, you know, damned if you do, damned if you don't, right? And we had an opportunity to sack. Trevor Harris on that first play need to make the tackle on the second play it just seems like that with the tie cats the execution at the end is frustrating yeah especially with the one point everybody's a genius now because right. <laughs> you know what they could have done to <laughs> yeah. get it more points but at the time you have to go with uh, what decision you, you feel is right at the time well and, okay sorry and the really the thing that's going to be frustrating Andy you touched on a little bit is Montreal's penalties oh 14 for 176, Big which penalties. is which is huge. And when you look at that, you're like, awesome. The Thai Cats would for sure win. But then the Thai Cats followed up with 11 for 145. So it's this missed opportunity, not only not only offense, defense, special teams, but in the penalty margin too, where you just kind of you almost let them off the hook with a couple of the roughing the kickers, and it's frustrating. Time for you guys to put your genius hats on right now, okay? <laughs> now, I mean, let's let's look forward now. We've only got a couple of minutes left. Uh, the Argonauts are up next. Another divisional game. So crucial. Four-point contest. Uh, on the road again. Maybe not a hostile environment as much as this one was. Uh, that crowd was really rocking there in the last couple of minutes. Who's the starting quarterback for the Hamilton Tiger Cats, RJ? Ooh, boy. Dane, yeah. was, Dane, Dane, Dane was on the sidelines. We could see shots. Yeah. I mean, he was healthy. Yeah, it, it, it's a good question. I, I thought Matthew Schultz was really good. Um, I I don't fault Matthew Schultz at all. If Dane's your guy, you probably have to go back to him. 
personally, I like what I've seen from Matthew Schultz the last two games. I, I mean, I would let Dane try to get a little healthier, get to 100%. If he is 100%, if Dane's your guy, he's got to be your guy. Yeah, I feel the same way. Dane's your guy and he's healthy. you got to put him in there. That doesn't mean you can't still have a package with Matthew Schultz. You can't still sprinkle him in. Um, certainly give him some time in the, in games. But if, if Dane's 100%, put him in. If he's not 100%, I'm with you, RJ. I mean, just let's, let's go with Matthew Schultz. He hasn't done anything to, to lose the job at this point. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I, I think that, you know, Matthew Schultz has shown that he can carry this team and let Dane heal up if he needs to. Make sure he's absolutely 100%. But I, I agree. Dane, Dane started as your guy. He, his play has been, you know, far and above one of the best in the CFL in terms of yards and, and getting that offense moving. So you got to go back to Dane. Hey, what do you think, Bubba? I don't answer these questions. I just, I just <laughs> see, throw them out to you. See guys. how hard it is to be a coach and make these decisions? It's hard. It's a hard decision. Yeah, yeah, I don't want anyone coming back at me. No way. But let's speaking of coming back, let's let's review Andy Andy's car start three keys to the game. And Andy, uh, I think you hit the nail on a couple of them. Point one. Point one was pass protection. And I thought both teams did a pretty good job of, of protecting their quarterback and allowing uh, their offense to flow freely. Um, there were sacks were two to one for Hamilton, so I got to give the nod to Hamilton on that. Uh, but it, it was pretty close on that one. Number two. Number two was two and out drives, and Hamilton had one less than Montreal in this game. Montreal had two, and Hamilton had one, so uh, just a slight margin there. Uh, again, just very close both ways, but they came out on top. So Tiger Cats had just one two and out. Just one, two, and out today. For the team that's done yeah. the most in the season. Yeah. I mean, again, another credit to Matthew Schultz and execution of that offense. Number three. Number three was the turnover battle, and it was one-to-one. -one. Cam Kelly had to pick on the first drive of the game for the Montreal Alouettes at, on the goal line, and then Hamilton went down and turned it over on downs on the other goal line. So uh, two turnovers in the first few minutes of the game, and then there was nothing after that. So uh, that one's a wash. So pretty pretty tight three keys to victory this game for a one-point game. Nice job, guys. Um, again, let's look forward to what comes up on Friday in Toronto. I hate to say this, guys, three and seven, mm -hmm. and we've come up with a million things to try and figure out what's wrong with the Tiger Cats and how close they are. But, Mike, they're kind of running out of time now. I hate saying this, but it's true. Run out of games. Yeah, and, you know, you've said it a bunch of times, and, before Labor Day to be in this situation, right? It's it's always talked about after Labor Day is when the real playoffs start and after Labor Day is when the real regular season is, is really firing up. But the time is now for the Ticats. And this game against the Argos coming up, you know, you don't want to say must win this early, but with the way the East is shaping out, it, it's getting pretty close. There's going to be a crossover yeah. this year. Yeah, like there is for yeah. sure. Yeah. And usually Labor Day's, you know, your ninth game of the year, not your 12th game of the year yeah. because the season schedule moved up. Mm -hmm. Usually you have a stretch of the East teams at the end of the year. Now it's in the middle of the season. So really these next two games against Toronto are critical. I'm going to say it, guys. It's, it's a must win. They both are. They, they, they have to win both of those. And if you look back at the Tiger Cats wins this season, they've all been very important times. Winless against Ottawa. If they had gone 0-5, 
Who knows how they would have bounced back, even psychologically going 0-5. Uh, the Montreal win was big at the time. The Toronto win last week was big. And now these, these two games against Toronto, because then they have Winnipeg after that, another game against Montreal. So I'm, I'm saying it, Tiger Cats, let's hope they get healthy in a few positions. They've had some major injuries, but they have to win these two games against Toronto, win that season series, and put them in a better spot in the East. Uh, last one to you there, Andy. Like Again, a, a loss like this, I mean, uh, we said this all season, does it motivate you? Does it make you angry? Like, uh, How do you come out the next week, fire it up? Oh, I'm disappointed for these guys. It's just been a roller coaster of emotions. They get so high and confident on, after the wins and, and defeated after the losses. I mean, this would have, I think the team staying overnight in Montreal, which is, has never happened in my in my tenure. <laughs> yeah. And afternoon game, it's a beautiful summer night. Uh, coming off a win, it would have been like, so nice to walk around and have dinner downtown Montreal tonight with your buddies, you know, your teammates. Uh, Jeez, I feel for these guys. So it's going to be somber, but um, they got to find a way to, to kind of flip the switch, flush it down, and focus on Toronto. And like you said, get two out of two coming up to Labor Day. Yeah, and it almost that's almost like a you know double loss in that situation, Andy, because you're right. We <laughs> never got to stay over in Montreal, and now it would have been a little nicer with a win and be able to stay in Montreal. But I think, like Tim said, they're – there is a lot of things that are positive about this Ticats offense, especially and on the defense. There's a lot to look forward to that you can build on. David Cote nails a 48-yard field goal with no time left on the clock. Montreal Alouettes 29. Hamilton Tiger Cats 28. Thank you for listening, Tiger uh, Ticats Nation. For Mike Daly, RJ Broadhead, and Andy Fantuz, I'm Bubba O'Neill. We are back next Friday. 6.30, the Ticats head to Toronto for game three against those, ooh, those rascally Argos. Join us with the Tiger Cats pregame as presented by Journey Rewards on the Ticats Audio Network.